today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Joining us on the line is Eric Alper. He's a music publicist, and uh, it's good to have you uh, back, Eric. Uh, uh, you know, it's always great to talk to you under, um, you know, less happy situations, but I just finished doing a, uh, a 12-part tweet about this very topic that seems to be going viral as I, as you and I talk about this, because I think it's happening um, much too often on a regular level, and I'm talking like on an everyday level with just your average person on the street, but it's certainly happening, it seems, more and more with musicians and actors and actresses and quote-unquote celebrities that, uh, that do art for a living. Well, and we certainly notice it um, a lot more because uh, these people are, in a lot of cases, better known to us than, than maybe our neighbor three doors down, right? Yeah, and I think that that's the, the amazing thing and the horrible thing about social media, all in the same aspect of it, is that we all now have access to every minute detail of the people that we look up to um, that we would never have access to. And I think that puts a little bit of pressure um, on those artists or especially, say, musicians who want to tell their story. It's not so much that they're looking for the limelight, but in the case of Chester Bennington, who you, you know, brought up so eloquently in the, in the introduction, I mean, this is a guy who you know, was sexually abused at the age of seven by a family friend. His Chester's own father is a police officer that works with sexual abuse cases. And when Chester told him about what was going on, they they actually chose not to press charges because it turned out that that man was sexually abused himself and, you know, uh, knew that that cycle was just going to be really, really hard to stop. And they can sympathize a little bit with what's going on. And that led to the drug and alcohol abuse that he had in his teenage years up until his adult life and then coming out as pretty much clean and sober. But all of that we know because he just happened to be one of these musicians who was so open about his private life because he knew that he had a lot of young, impressionable fans. Right. And, and this is, make no mistake, this is, a, this is a very large loss to the music world, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, this was not a band on the way down by any means whatsoever. You know, their their debut album, Hybrid Theory, back in 2000, sold 10 million copies in America. Very few albums sell that many. I'm talking like less than 40, 50 copies. Uh, sorry, 40, 50 releases have sold that many. In fact, it was the, the biggest debut album of the decade in the year 2000 to 2010. Um they were going to go out on tour starting in July the 27th with Blink-182 and Wu-Tang Clan actually, you know, making stops in Montreal and Toronto in August. You know, their album debuted at number one on the Billboard album charts and other charts around the world. Five of their seven albums debuted at number one. This was a band that, you know, was probably one of the biggest rock slash rap slash electronica bands that are out there. Did, uh, did he leave a note? As far as I know, they haven't revealed anything like that. Um, and, and I think that that stuff may come out, uh, my guess is probably going to be in the next week or so, once they do the autopsy and if a newspaper or somebody in the media wants to do a Freedom of Information Act. Um, I don't know whether or not... Huh, I don't know whether or not if it matters anymore. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the fact that he did it 
on Chris Cornell's 53rd or what would have been his 53rd birthday. I mean, Chris Cornell was a really good friend of, of Chester Bennington. In fact, Chris was the godfather to one of his sons. Hmm. They were really, really close. I'm sure that that weighed quite heavily that that day was coming up. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when you just get in these ruts and, and people with mental illness will, will always say this, it, until you've been in it yourself, it's really difficult to actually fathom what it's like. Um, and I think that it's okay, you know, it's only natural to kind of put my, your, or everybody else's, you know, impression on what was going through the mind of Chester. But I, looking back, I think that the signs were there, and I'm not sure that while it's a shock, I don't know if it's a surprise anymore. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.